bringing you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am your hardcore gamer host and captain of this vessel, Andrew. And with me as always are our experienced gamer who still can't quite figure out how to hit a cannonball, Keith. Ahoy! And our resident noob who continuously falls down the stairs while we're sailing the <laughs> ship, Liz. Hey! <laughs> and this week, if you can figure it out, we are discussing Sea of Thieves. This game we have had... Uh, Kind of already extended experience with. We were going over this game because they just had their nice one-year anniversary patch, which added a whole bunch more stuff. But I know me and Keith have been playing this game for quite a while, and Liz, you've now been playing for a good handful of months. I mean, we got you to a pirate legend. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, me and Keith have been playing this game since the beta, so we've been a uh, long-time pirates. Yeah. Um, but to give a quick synopsis of this game, you are a pirate. That is about it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to give. It's kind of hard to give a synopsis of this game. That's literally basically it. Is you're a pirate. No, this I is, mean, would you call it like an action simulator? I pirate, pirate action pirate simulator? simulator. First person action pirate simulator. <laughs> I don't. Know, it's not. It's hard to call it a simulator because like you're not managing like food and water and stuff like that, but you do manage your boat. But I don't role know. Playing. Yeah, I guess first first person action pirate role playing something or other. But you're a pirate. Yeah, role playing. So, so anyway. you get to be a pirate. <laughs> Yar. So before this game didn't really have much of a story, but I guess that's the big thing with this new content patch is that they now have the Tall Tales, which is kind of a campaign story driven quest line, which is kind of interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. But um to kind of give a little bit more of a backstory, this uh, game is brought to you by Rare Studios, which this is now our second Rare game? Yep, our second Rare game, because we did Cameo. I was trying to think if we did three. I already forget what games we've gone over. <laughs> Good memory. <laughs> Thanks. I remember things. But this is our uh, second Rare game, which kind of makes sense. I mean, Microsoft owns Rare, so obviously a good amount of games on Game Pass are going to be a Rare Studio game. But this game, and I'm pretty sure this was the case for you, Keith, this game was the reason why I got Game Pass. Yes, that is a fact. It, I pretty much along with you, you basically convinced me to get Game Pass because of this game, because we played it on the beta and whatnot. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with the beta, and it was just like, all right, Game Pass is 10 bucks a month. So if I bought the game, you know, that's that's six months of Game Pass. So it's like, yeah, I'm sure I could at least enjoy Game Pass for six months. And still have it now, obviously, because we're doing this podcast. I mean... So to kind of give a bit more of a backstory though with the company with Rare though, uh, so yeah, Microsoft just re- like acquired them a couple of years ago. But I mean, I think we've all kind of enjoyed Rare games since you know we played Cameo. Liz is a big fan of Perfect Dark. I oh, mean, they do Perfect Dark. Yeah, they did uh, oh, Goldeneye, <laughs> which you were a big fan of as well from the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, yeah, they did Cameo, which we did a review on. They've done Banjo Kazooie, which is a really good game. Conquers Bad for a Day. Then they've most recently done the Kinect Sports games, which, rest in peace, those are no longer going to exist because Microsoft is no longer supporting the Kinect, which I think is sad. I always like the Kinect. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people are going to miss that. 
I liked its voice commands. The voice sure. commands I thought were a nice Yeah, because tell me how many times you love it when Cortana pops up on your screen. Oh, my God. Tell no, me that. Cortana's different than saying, okay, Xbox. That was different. Just saying. Cortana's the worst. I disabled Cortana. The thing was garbage. <laughs> and she still haunts you. Yeah, no, she does. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, so, yeah. So this is Rare's first kind of big IP since the Kinect Sports games. Because... But even then, the Kinect Sports games are just... I've always felt like we're kind of tech demos. They were fun, but I never really cared for them. I mean, besides that... I never had a Kinect myself, so... Uh, my roommate had it for the 360, and then, of course, I had it with my Xbox One. But uh, Rare's last I, like main IP... I can't even remember. It's been like so long. But yeah, so this is their first game, and I'm so glad Microsoft supported it, because this game's been fantastic. So I guess we should first discuss of kind of like what we first thought of this game. And it's so different now. It's like it a is. completely different game. So back in the heyday when this game first came out, I know me and you, Keith, can more talk about it. You, Liz, joined, I think, I think you joined around the Shrouded Spoils. I think the second expansion. I watched you but I think playing after, it, though. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was after watching you play. So Liz has been around since day one. She just hasn't played it since day one. No. I was afraid because I'd never played a game <laughs> with other people online, like randos. But yeah, so I remember... You were first nervous. I mean, you always enjoyed watching me play, and, you know, I was playing with Keith. But, you know, me and Keith always had such a great time with this game. We, because out of all of our friends, me and you are the ones that are consistently stuck with this game, Keith. And I I don't know how to explain this game, because it is kind of hard to describe with some people. Because you're just like, hey, you're a pirate. You're collecting treasure and turning in that treasure and buying cool clothes. Like, that's literally kind of the game. Well, I should say was the game. And it was just a blast for me. Because it, I felt it to be more or less relaxing. I mean, it's kind of something nice to kind of sail around. But then, of course, I've never had a game that made my heart race more than this game. Because being a sloop and then all of a sudden a galleon of four kids come up on you and like try to sink your boat and take all your stuff. That shoots your heart rate up so quick. I'd swear I'd have a heart attack sometimes. Well, real quick, I mean, just, I guess a quick synopsis too, because I think you glazed over this. I think we talked a little bit about what the pirate is, but assuming you've, you've never played this game, maybe you have, maybe probably a lot of anyone who's going to listen to this has played the game, but if you haven't, when you start out the game, you have a choice of now three different ships, but as Andrew mentioned, a sloop, which is two people, now a brigantine, which is three, or a galleon, which is four, and so you you just have this dynamic of it's it's very much a sandbox game you can play the way you want but to andrew's point it is at the very beginning it was much of just collect treasure and try to get cool gear so yeah just a little background i guess so when you're talking so when you start talking about sloops and galleons and all that but yeah so i think that's like what makes this game so good but i can also understand why it turns people off is it really was a much about creating your own adventure and having just your own fun with it which i think this game does really well if you have friends it doesn't it doesn't because i have this has always been my opinion of the game is you have you have people who always have and will always play it the way they want maybe they're just going to be in a party they're not going to talk to anybody who's out there because again another really cool feature about this game is in game chat you can talk to anybody in the open world so it can be a if they're blast. within range Yes, if they're within a certain range, you're right. So, but you're always going to have the people who are just the serious people about it, and I'm fine with that. If that's what you know makes the game fun with you, that's cool. But um, 
all in all, you can have just so many different experiences with the game. And I think, Andrew, what you're talking about is like what you and I were, personally at least, we were the people who like to go into game chat and just have fun. Just find out who is out there and, and experience the, the open seas, I guess. Yeah, I feel like the most fun we've always had is generally trying to be friendly with people. Uh, you know, there's been numerous times where it's bit us in the butt, but overall, yeah, early in the days when this game was really fresh, I mean, a lot of people were kind of playing solo because they just want to have fun with it. And we always had fun screwing with those people. Like, I remember one time where we went to an island, we saw someone, they were parked in an island and we went to go screw around with us, just one guy. He was off digging up treasure and he just left his boat alone. You went off, snuck on his boat, and just sailed his boat away. You didn't steal any of his treasure. You just dropped his sails and sent his boat away. And he ended up running to his boat yelling at us. But he actually was friendly about it because he was like, oh, man, you guys got me. Because, like, we didn't sink his boat. He just had to take a mermaid and tr- teleport to his boat, and he would have been fine. But he actually kind of thanked us for not killing him, and he actually ended up giving us a piece of his treasure. And then later, we actually ended up teaming up with that guy for a while and going on some adventures with him. But that's what I kind of like about this game. Those were the old days, too, when you didn't have alliances, where you just had to actually trust that the other person was going to help you. And you still really can't trust them. No. You're a pirate, so I don't know. But yeah. it's it's a little bit more friendly than it used to be. I See, personally, my favorite always and forever will be the night where we went out as Poseidon's Witnesses. So, if you're listening <laughs> There's a to this... Jehovah's you're, Witnesses. I, yeah, I was going to say, if, just a background, if you're listening to this and you're a Jehovah's Witness, this isn't an offense, but we just went around, we dressed in white robes, and we decided to go up to anyone who would listen to us and witness to them about the, the Lord of the Sea of Thieves, the, the great and mighty Poseidon. Many people were not open to listening to it, sadly. <laughs> I had a lot of great words. But then there was one boat I got on, and the guy just looked at me and he goes, all right, I'm open to this. And, and I didn't know what to I say. That. I remember because I was on our ship. And yeah. And I was just like, yeah, okay, tell me what Poseidon has to say. And you were like, oh, crap. I've never got this far. And you started shouting at me. What do I say to this guy? <laughs> so, but it, but the same thing, though. Again, he ended up just actually like following us around. We helped him with some missions or some voyages. He helped us with some voyages. It was, it was a lot of fun. But that's what I like about this game. And have always liked about it is yeah sure you get those people who start there are a disclaimer again if you've never seen it unfortunately there's some nasty people out there they're gonna they're gonna drop some nasty bombs on you but at the end of the day they're few and far between so i just i think it's a lot of fun and it's and it's always been one of my favorite aspects of the game let's tell us why did you get into the sea of thieves well First of all, watching you guys play it was always so much fun. You guys met a lot of cool people playing the game that we still play with. But I was so used to games where like they just like auto-aim for you and I really wanted to give myself a challenge. And so with this game, because you're fighting skeletons and you're doing the merchants and the gold hoarders and it was all stuff that I hadn't really done before. And I kind of missed the simple days a little bit. Because now, I mean... I think they always, they always had the skull forts, right? Mm-hmm. But now they have like the Devil's Roar and they have the Megalodon and they have um, just tons of tons of new stuff. And I kind of miss the simple days, you know? But I will say I love that um, the people behind Sea of Thieves, the developers, they always listen to the fans, everyone that plays the game. So like, I mean, there, a lot of people were complaining about how there's nothing to do in the boat when you're sailing between islands and now we can, you know, go fishing and... So there's always something to do now. But I do feel like with the arena and everything, 
people are more aggressive now. I mean, I, I that's just like my vibe because I know you guys said earlier that like people are a lot nicer now. I feel like it can be really hit or miss. Like I feel like like nowadays, like you get attacked at least once during your like four hours of playing Sea of Thieves because you can't just play like an hour of Sea of Thieves. It's always like a four hour yeah. adventure. See, I disagree. Actually, Andrew, you and I played, gosh, till like three in the morning the other night, like way too late, and I don't think we got attacked once. To be honest, I think we maybe had. On Jinx, I, maybe though. it was just because it was kind of late too. But I, I don't know, because we did change servers twice, so maybe we had some dead servers. I guess now that I think about it, but oh, we had really easy sailing, and I, I've done a lot of even just solo sailing. And I've had a lot of frustrations doing some of the tall tales, and we can talk about that. But th- my frustrations honestly weren't some of the things that six months ago when I picked up this game, I wanted to throw my controller. Like, you know, people just attacking you at an outpost when you have white sails clearly haven't even gone to your boat. Like, I get it. You got to defend your stuff. But I had one time where someone just sailed up, sank my boat, and then signed off right in front of me. It's like, cool. I don't know why that was necessary. <laughs> But I haven't seen that th- these days. I mean, I personally don't feel like I get uh, like randomly attacked as much anymore since like the arena. Because yeah, when I've been doing the Tall Tales, because most people when they're doing the like main game, majority of people are just doing those like Tall Tales in the story, which there isn't a lot of treasure for. So going out and sinking people right now, like you're not getting any rewards from it. You're just aggravating other people because you're making them start the story over again. Which I guess I. I did, like, phrase that wrong. I meant more, like, beginning towards, like, now-ish. Because, like, I mean, the content just came out. But I'm talking more, like, a little after The Devil's Roar came out. And that's when all the streamers became um, really big with Sea of Thieves. And so it became, like, everybody just wanted to, like, play with each other. Yeah, everyone was trying to practice. Yeah, and you were doing um, the Athena quest, which takes a long time. And people purposefully just wanted to mess with you. Like, they would follow you around the map for, like, three hours. And yeah, we haven't really seen that with the new content coming out. But I do think that when the game originally came out before Devil's Roar and everything, people had like a more mellower attitude versus Devil's Roar time. So I kind of want to go and talk a little bit of like timeline with this game. Because like you were saying, Liz, with like back in the day where it was like simple and stuff, like back in the day, like they didn't have many accommodations. It was really hard to get to become a pirate legend. You really had to work for your treasure. And I remember there was a good amount of times where I would just solo sail by myself. And I remember one day where, like, people, when they would hunt you originally back in the day, I mean, they still kind of do. They would, no lie, hunt you for hours on end. You could have nothing on your boat, but they would just chase you. If one person sinks one person, they're obviously going to come back and try to retaliate. And it ends up becoming this back and forth for hours. And I remember one time, like, we were, like... We were actually going to try to sign our marriage license, and I just wanted to turn my stuff in, and I had these kids chase me for like an hour, and I was just like getting so frustrated that I was like, you know what, screw this. They sailed in the storm, both of our ships sank, nobody got the treasure, and I was fine with that. But That's I gratifying. I, it is, but like back, it was, well, it's infuriating too, because I had some good stuff at the time, that like oh, you sure. could end up doing so much work, and then you just have some petty kids just nonstop chase you. And there really wasn't much safety. There wasn't like a place you could go where you're untouched or anything like that. And it was just really frustrating. But now they've kind of gone and made it a bit simpler. And so I, I've, I've enjoyed that, that it's like, I feel like if I get sunk or something like that, I just feel like I only lost maybe a little bit. But yeah, back in the day, it's like, wow, that was just three hours down the drain. I got nothing. 
And that was incredibly frustrating because a ship of four people outdoes me of a tiny ship of just myself. Which is kind of sad because I feel like it's really hard to just solo sloop now. I mean, because they, there's the fog and obviously there's the um, the ghost ships and, and all that. I mean, it's I, I don't think it would be fun to do that. But I will say, like talking about like the, the people that just chase you around for hours, I will say like 99% of the people that we've met on the game have been kind of awesome. I feel like a lot of games you see clips where people are just like really foul-mouthed and, and nasty. And I mean, we've obviously encountered that. But for the most part, even people who are trying to sink us, I feel like are oddly polite about it sometimes. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, it really is true. I agree with you. It's like if you've if you've looked at things on the internet about this game, don't believe it. It's yes, there are nasty people out there, but honestly, it's pretty easy to recognize quickly. I mean, it's the internet. And There's not, not yeah, no, everywhere. and but my point too, even is that like what you were saying, Andrew, is unless you for whatever reason have decided you want to sail around for three some odd hours without turning in treasure, you're never largely at such a point that you're going to lose too much that if someone's bothering you and like for 45 minutes, they just keep chasing you and chasing you. You don't want to deal with it or they've sunk you and then they keep seeing you just sign off and find a new server. It really is that easy. It's frustrating. Cause yeah, you might've lost that time, but at the same time, it, it's not as bad. I think as what you see sometimes where people blow up on the internet, like everything these days. Yeah. There was a point that you brought up a while back, Keith, that I kind of wanted to talk about. And that was kind of the, the amount of time it takes to play this game. And I do kind of understand how this is a bit of a turnoff with some people. I know with the new anniversary update, they fixed that a little bit with the uh, arena. But when you play this game, this game unfortunately is not a game you could sit down and play for 30 minutes. Because it takes maybe at least 30 minutes just to get your boat set, ready, and start heading out on a voyage. And then you got to find the treasure, and then just bringing all that treasure back. You have to have at least a minimum of like two hours of play time, which I think is kind of frustrating with this game. And with back in the day when it was so hard to get treasure, it was frustrating. Like you couldn't be like, oh, I'm just going to leave this server and don't join a new one. Like you just lost that two hours. Like it takes you so long to get prepared and everything. And then you end up getting sunk. But I feel like as the game's gone on, they've done so much better with loose treasure that you can find on the island and a lot more for accommodations to help you level up your trading companies so you can become a pirate legend. But I, overall, it's not like, hey, I just want to hop in, do a couple quick matches, and be done. I mean, you can do that now with the arena, but back in the day, I think this is a big improvement with the anniversary that they were able to do. And as Liz is saying, I, I like that the developers are listening, and I think that's kind of a big thing as to why they had the arena. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there. I used to have fun with this. If someone started chasing me and I had nothing, I used to just like to let them chase me and just see how long I could hold off, especially if I was solo slooping. Sometimes to me, and and maybe now especially because I'm a pirate legend, but I did this even when I didn't have my legend status. Sometimes it was just like, I'm going to take this challenge. I know I won't sink you and I'm probably going to get sunk here, but you know what? Let's see how long I can weave, you know, dip dodge and out of rocks and stuff, especially if it was a galleon chasing me. Because a sloop is much more nimble than a galleon, and it was back in the days where you and I were playing probably like three, four hours a night at least. So I felt pretty confident, and I would just have fun letting, letting them chase me. I got pretty good at sailing that way too, to be honest. Yeah. So it's good practice. I learned most of my scaling skills by being solo. Yeah, it, it really forces you. I feel like it's really important to have a good crew with this game. It is. I don't think I would want to just join a random ship 
Especially because I've seen Andrew's experiences with it, where he's like, he's steering the boat, he's adjusting sails, he's like, guys, raise sails, raise sails, raise sails. Like, and nobody wants to do anything. <laughs> and I feel like that's why I, I like playing with you guys, but I it's something I wouldn't want to venture out and just meet randos. Yeah, I mean, we've had a pretty consistent, solid crew. It's generally been, yeah, me, Keith, and Liz, and then we had our good friend, Bigger the Bomb. He was a uh, random person that we met on the internet. From Sea of Thieves. I shouldn't just say the internet. It's not like we met him on like Tinder or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we found him on the uh, back pages of Craigslist. He said he was open to play Sea of Thieves with us, and we said, cool. We, we, yes. we were on the Missed Connections tab, and uh, we found him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was a person. I can't... How do we... I don't even remember how we originally met him. I don't know, because we did a lot of LFGs, so I can't remember if he was at, uh, a looking for group, I guess. I think he was. Um, I think me and you found him in an LFG. Yeah, but we we ended up playing with them a long time, and we became friends with them. I, I've I've become friends with a lot of people. Like I generally never add random people on my friends list from like playing games. Like oh yeah, I had a fun match with you in Overwatch, but it's like ah you're a twelve year old kid, and I don't think I want to play a bunch of Overwatch games with you. Like yeah, I had fun a good match with you, but that's about it. I'm good. Even if you're not, but, just sometimes it's like no, we won a game. Cool. That doesn't mean it's going to be fun. But this game builds relationships. Like it, yeah. like you said, if you truly play this game to your point. You put in two hours, and if you're actually communicating with people, there's just a lot of time to just talk. So it is kind of awkward. So yeah, I can understand why there are people who want to just play it on their, you know, on their own parties and all that. But if you're willing to have, be social with people, like especially from the comfort of your couch, I think it's awesome for that. Yeah, and that's what I think. That's really cool about this game. It's like you're going to find the people that you that fit your play style. So like we are. We like to do well, but I wouldn't consider us like tryhards, so we more like to have fun. So we're kind of like this nice balance of like, yes, we really want to get the treasure, but we also love to screw around with each other. And that's why I think we like became such good friends with Bigger the Bomb, because he's very much like us. You know, when we get to an island, he's good at, you know, helping us solve the riddle or find the treasure or fight the skeletons. But the between times, he's like us. He likes to screw around, like slam the shovel on the ship deck to annoy your friends. Uh, blow you up with a powder yeah. keg. Like we we don't take things too seriously, but we do like to get the job done. And then it's the same with other people. Like if you're looking for a crew that is a tryhard, that that no nonsense. Let's just go there, get the treasure, get out of there. You will find those people. Or if you want to be in a crew of people who just want to troll everyone and hunt everyone, there's people out there too. So that's what's kind of nice about this game. Like you will find people who are very much like your personality, and you will actually make friends with this game if you look for them. But it does suck though when, for instance, if you like go into, um, if you go into a random game and you end up really like disliking someone like halfway through, but you're like, oh, I'm like doing an Athena's and I can't stop, and you just have this like super lazy person that keeps telling you to hurry up with a chest but hasn't found a single one, and you found like ten. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's like so many things that like, like that. But it's like you're kind of like stuck with somebody though. Yeah. That's why it's like I don't like to venture out because it's like I mean you're amazing at riddles, and even though like I'm not, at least I like try. But there are some people that literally just do nothing. They expect that, they expect me to do everything, and they're just like, well, you're good at this. I'm just gonna sit here. So I just I guys, like I'm sitting with right here. That I'm <laughs> 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 oh crap! I forgot to start this podcast. <laughs> but but yeah. no, you you are right, Liz. I agree with you. Yeah, because I have plenty of horror stories. I like. I remember I was playing with another one of my friends. We were like, we wanted to do a galleon, so it's like, okay, we'll have two random people. 
we got one random person, and we were halfway through with merchants. We had a bunch of animals on our boat, and then we got a fourth crew member, which ended up being, no lie, a six-year-old kid. <laughs> and he, we could hear him yelling at his dad, like, what to do, and it's like, okay, whatever. As long as this kid just, like, he can jump and swim in the water. But then he starts killing our animals, and we're screaming at this kid because it's like, we just did all this work getting these animals, and the six-year-old kid loads in and kills all of the animals. All the work we did was just thwarted by a six-year-old kid who just joined the game. And at moments like that, it can be frustrating because it's just like – it sometimes gets hard to deal with like random people that you get on your crew. So, yeah, well, to that point though, one thing I will mention, uh, and I, I alluded to it earlier, is the LFG or again looking for a group feature that Xbox actually has. It really is a fantastic feature to use for this because no matter what age, age range you're looking for, I think you can pretty much find what you're looking for, whatever your skill range, whatever, even, you know, just play style you're looking for. Do you want to do a certain type of voyages? Do you want to focus on just having fun? Some people like to just sail around and play music, but I don't know. Yeah, they, th- that is probably the best way to play if you want to play with random people. Or now that so what was it back in August of last year? I think about six months into the game, when they added the opportunity to do alliances. That I think was probably the turning point for this game when people stopped being true, like truly like mean to each other. Yeah, or I don't even say mean, but just like being more open to actually being friendly. Kind of what you're saying with the looking for groups. See, for me, this is the great thing about this game. I knew Xbox had that feature, but I didn't quite know how to use it. Because I also was like, whatever, I'm not going to just randomly make a post to play with random people to play Overwatch or something like that. But when it came to this game, I got so fed up being solo and being outnumbered by people and just losing my treasure that I finally looked into it, which if you ever, if you don't know how to do the looking for group, you want to press start on a game and go to the official club and on the multiplayer tab is where you can create a looking for group post. But when I found that tab, it took me a little bit of digging. When I found it, I was like, this is amazing. There's literally people who are like, I only want to do gold hoarders. And it's like, oh, well, that's what I want to do. And that's how I ended up like being able to join crews of people of like adults and people that I play well with. And I was, I think it's an amazing feature on the Xbox. Ever since then, I've yeah. actually been looking at a lot more games for the looking for group. Cause it's like, yeah, I've oh. used it in Overwatch recently, actually, yeah. myself. It's, it's really useful. It works really well. But to kind of go with like a little bit of what you're saying with the Alliance, Keith, I think it would be nice to talk a little bit about how this game progressed. So the first big expansion of this game was The Hungering Deep, which don't you weren't playing at the time, Liz, but me and you were, Keith. And yep. so at this time, I believe I reached Pirate Legend before The Hungering Deep. Or no, I think I was really close. Uh, but you were, you were still quite a ways. But we were very excited for The Hungering Deep because Hungering Deep was kind of be the first like, oh, it's kind of a story driven. You're following these tales of a giant shark that's killing people and you have to try to figure out a way to summon it. And I remember when I played The Hungering Deep, I liked it, but it was maybe a three hours worth of gameplay. I mean, so I don't know. Overall, I thought The Hungering Deep was kind of shallow, but it introduced the Megalodon, which I think is a really cool mechanic in the game now, especially now that it gets treasure. But that was the first hint of alliances because back then you still couldn't team up with people but they wanted you to so you were hoping that a random crew appearing wasn't going to blast you because you needed at least two boats to summon the megalodon so they forced people to be friendly but didn't well they didn't they didn't because at the end of the day and this is this is one of the true really love it or hated aspects of the game just i i guess maybe i'm beating a dead horse on this 
but even a, even as an alliance, you're still not prone to not get attacked by your team. So it's still tough to say. And that game gave me one of my most irritating moments because we worked our three hours, we found a group, and next thing you know, someone on our team decided to just start sinking everybody else, and it all went to yeah, hell. Yeah, the Megalodon killed us, and we Hopefully lost everything. That. that was, that was yeah. a question. I remember that time. That was really annoying. Yep, and we never played with that guy ever again. Yep. Um, so we do have some standards, people. We're not that <laughs> pathetic. We but all in all, I agree with you. <laughs> It was it was a fun game, but or it was a fun mode, but it didn't do much for me. Yeah. But then after that, it went to the Build Dread Adventures, was really the tie-in before they started to add anything else, and that was the the Thrones. Yeah. Which, again, that was still I think again slightly before you, Liz, but you were still definitely watching us at that point, well, so you had seen it. But Liz, up? Liz actually did the Thrones. It was. Yeah. I know she, she did them, but I think she joined right after oh, they got right. rid of it. It was like literally right after that, so because she wasn't getting the doubloons for it. She but had a couple. Again, yeah. it's still fun to do. Or yeah, maybe maybe right at the end, but it it's still fun to do. Even honestly, once you've got the doubloons, personally, just as a hey, can I still do this? How good are my skills? It was a fun challenge for that, but all in all, not great content. But yeah, the the first build rat one I thought was just okay, and that's the thing with like the build rats. They're just they're very basic. They're kind of meant to be like a simple distraction. But they don't add much to it. They kind of add these small mechanics to the games between the big expansions. Because, yeah, after that, they came out with uh, the skeletons with the gunpowder barrels, which were kind of nice. Uh, they were kind of fun at mermaids. first. But, yeah, they're kind of frustrating. Yeah, then they came out with mermaid statues that you hunt, which still exist, mm. and now they're actually worth money. Um, you have the Festival of the Damned, where it just had you die in different ways. You got a cool light for doing it. That one just didn't do much. You had uh, the most recent one that I think was actually worth your time was the Mercenary Voyages, because those were like voyages that weren't part of any trading company, but they did reward you with quite a bit of chests. But they also encouraged you to try to raise the Reaper flag, which was a flag to kind of show that you're hostile, and anyone on the map can see your boat when you do that. So it's kind of a way to saying everyone on the map, like, hey, come pick a fight with me. So it's kind of this, like, risky thing to do this voyage because everyone sees that you're doing it and you have a bunch of treasure on your boat so people are going to come and try to hunt you so i thought that was kind of one that was kind of interesting one thing i will say about the build rat ventures actually though is that while largely like you said they weren't interesting if you went for them they were a ton of fun because they were just kind of like skill challenge things in a lot of way maybe this the mermaid statue aside that one was kind of the worst of them all, yeah. but they were all skill challenges. So I think I had a lot of fun doing them. It's just they would, they weren't replayable. I really like the majority of them. I liked the the ones where you had to shoot yourself up onto the throne because I just like was oddly I don't want to sound arrogant, but I feel like I caught on kind of quickly to that. No, you were very good with that. Like it was it was really weird, and so whenever I got like better at something with Sea of Thieves, because like I said, this was like the first game like it that I'd played like. I mean, even, like, the sword fighting and everything, I saw my progression. So whenever, like, I got good at something, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I love this game. So I love a lot of the build rats. Yeah, I remember when you first started playing, yeah, I tried to teach you a little bit of the thrones. And sure enough, there's a couple that you could only get to by shooting yourself in a cannon. And you would do it first time, every time. 
Even when they came out with the Festival of the Dam one, you had to shoot yourself in certain points to light the lantern. Once again, you did it like one or two tries and you were up there. Like that's the one thing I, it's like, that always amazes me. You're really good with the cannon because... I still struggle shooting ships that are far away though. If it's up, if, well, it's, if it's close-ish, yeah. like close-ish. I'm fine. You know, like five feet. <laughs> but if it's far away, I'm like, I'm real bad. No, you're not that bad. <laughs> I was going to say, far is relevant, I guess, but I do... I. N- I think it's fair to say that it's it's hard to shoot a cannon in this game, and that's the point Andrew's making. So, yeah. you're that's it's something you're very good at. I think for someone who doesn't play as much video games as yeah, you know, it, we do basically. You picked up the cannons super quick because you started playing on the second big expansion, which is the Forsaken Shores, which is the introduced the skeleton ships. And I remember I introduced you to that, and sure enough, you were blasting the skeleton ships super quick. I would always be the ones who would try to board the skeleton ships to prevent them from repairing, but you would just instantly fill that ship with like a bunch of holes and like be able to sink them really quick. So that was the big expansion that you joined in. And personally, Forsaken Shores was probably my favorite expansion until the anniversary patch, because I loved the introduction of skeleton ships. I absolutely love this mechanic in the game. Which I was so proud when there was one day that we were fighting the um, skeleton ships, um... And I was thrown off the boat, or I fell off. I don't remember. I probably fell off. You the probably boat. fell off. And, <laughs> yeah, and we're so gonna go with fell off. The ghost ship was like sailing right towards me, and I was like, I'm gonna try to board it. <laughs> like I'd never boarded before, and I did it, and I was so proud of myself. But like I obviously like didn't have a gunpowder barrel with me. I was like very ill prepared, <laughs> so I didn't do anything on it. But I was like, I can do this now. It was like, it was a moment. But that's no, the that's beauty of it. Well, it honestly, maybe I'm wrong, Liz, but. You, one of the things you always talk about is like you're nervous about what people are going to think or whatever. A skeleton or, an, you know, a computer generated skeleton doesn't care how bad you were, but you felt proud of yourself and like you got to like accomplish something. I've embarrassed myself a lot with randos though. Oh. I think I'm kind of getting used to it. Like I remember the first time our boat was boarded and I was by myself on the boat. I don't know where Andrew was, but I was like, I, I like like I did like a kind of like a little bit of a yell and I was like holy crap Andrew there's someone on the boat I didn't realize they could hear me <laughs> and I was like I'm jumping off the boat I was like so nervous and they were making fun of me and they were like equality you're a woman so now you have to die and I was like oh my gosh I was like trying to swim away from them they killed me because I was bad with the gun and they were good with it yeah I, I remember that happened a couple times so they're like oh it's a girl because <laughs> well, sometimes women sound like twelve year old boys yeah I mean I don't know if I do but I mean I know some women I'm like is that is that a boy or is that a woman? <laughs> I mean, it also throws people off because your gamer tag is "Come on, I'm Dean." So a lot of people think, yeah, oh, so you well. think it's a guy. But they were very nice. <laughs> yeah, they were nice about it too. <laughs> no, and a lot of and a lot of people are. But maybe I, maybe I just play video games wrong. But I've just learned sometimes you're just nope. A lot of times you're just going to be embarrassed playing video games. Yeah. You're going to crash the things. boat. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, crashing the boat isn't even embarrassing for me at this point. That's like very Second low nature. tier embarrassment. Yeah, it's like, eh, Keith crashed the boat again. Big deal. I just make a, like a sexist joke about how women can't drive whenever I do yeah. this. So. <laughs> or blame the crew for not raising the sails or blame everyone else. Well, I'll raise my sails and everyone's just dilly dallying. And so if people don't raise the sails and I ask them to, I just crash the boat on purpose. I mean, that's the way I roll. <laughs> But uh, so after the, the big Forsaken Shores one was their next expansion, which I really enjoyed. I think it was the next expansion was a big uh, kind of already a trial to our marriage. But that was the uh, Devil's Roar. <laughs> oh my goodness! That one I, I enjoyed because I really loved 
the new atmospheres they added. So the Devil's Roar actually added to the actual map of the Sea of Thieves, and it expanded it a bit. And I really loved the design of the new maps. They didn't do too much for like new voyages. They just made it more difficult with adding lava and geysers and like flaming rocks and boiling water. But it was interesting enough to go and explore. But yeah, that one kind of tested our marriage because me and you would be in a sloop. And you're like, where do I park, Andrew? And then, oh, the volcanoes are erupting, and I'm by myself. And you would end up yelling well, at me, and I'm like, trying to get nobody... back to the boat, but then I die in the boiling water. Nobody ever listens to me in this game, because they'll be like, someone should stay on the boat. No, it's going to be fine, Liz. It's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden, we have six holes, and I'm by myself repairing them. And it's like, oh, I'll get, oh, I died. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> you're all the time. Not totally sometimes, though, Liz. <laughs> Sometimes you yell and it's a chicken, and sometimes it's a skeleton <laughs> with a barrel. We don't know. <laughs> that is true. I have never met someone who's... This is a true story that Liz got scared by a chicken and thought it was a skeleton. A chicken ran out of bush and she went, Ah, skeleton! And started swinging at it. And it was just a chicken. But I will say, like, I feel like I can usually tell if a boat... Has bad intentions. Even if they're not moving, I just get like a vibe. I mean, I'm sometimes I'm wrong, but usually I'm right. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, they're gonna attack us. And then they ram it's us, like and then somebody instinct. blames me and says, "Why'd you ram them?" I'm like, are you stupid? They rammed us. <laughs> what do you stupid. mean? Nobody ever listens to me. That's all I'm saying. You're clearly not better. Which I don't think we... I've ever yelled at you for ramming someone when we've gotten rammed. No, Andrew did. Who he, did this? It, he oh, okay. said, oh, right. he, no, he said, I remember this he said, time. sail around them, see if they want to join it in alliance. And they turned the boat at us. Yeah. yeah. Which they were using as a ruse. And he like thought that I had rammed them. And it turns out that they were the villains. I do agree, Liz. We, we do sometimes not listen to you, but I mean, you do, I'm a you do worry a lot. We literally have one chest in our boat and you're like, we need to go back to the outpost. Because I see someone looking at us funny. I'm like, that guy's going to attack us. We should get rid of our treasure. And it's not one treasure, but we'll have like, you know, some chests and some and some skulls and stuff. And I'll be like, I think we should turn these in. They look funny. And guess what happens? We get attacked. Yes. I mean, it does happen, but there's also times where it doesn't happen. Because one of my favorite moments was when we were in a galleon and we were doing one of the skull forts, which back in the day, the skull forts are more... Popular, like they're not as popular anymore because they're always up now. But back in the day, a skull fort would only appear once every like three hours, and everyone on the map can see it, and everyone would go and try to battle for it, and whoever wins would get a vault full of treasure. And I remember one time we were doing this, and I was the only one in the galleon. I see a sloop coming up, and like you, Liz, I'm generally like, okay, some people are probably gonna try to screw us over, but I was just like, I don't know, this is just a sloop, we're a galleon, I can't see this sloop attacking us. Sure enough, it's one kid. It was like a 12-year-old kid. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you like my 12-year-old impersonation there? <laughs> Sounds right. And I was just trying to explain to him, like, oh, yeah, we'll just do this for it. Do you guys want to come do it? Like, we could split the treasure. Like, we don't care. And then as soon as he's like, yeah, we'll do that. I don't know why. I'm still trying to do this 12-year-old impression. <laughs> I'm failing at it. But literally six, like, preteen, super young kids just come out of this loop. It is a sloop that is meant for a two-person crew, but for whatever reason, there were six of them on this tiny boat out of nowhere, and they all just instantly start swarming our galleon. And I'm just like, what is going on? And the kids are exploring our galleon because they're like, oh, we've never seen it. Why do I keep doing it? <laughs> they're just like, oh, I've never seen a galleon before. And they're just running around our ship, which I also thought was odd because you literally just select galleon at the beginning of a game to explore a galleon. But yeah, they started running around our galleon, 
and they were like, okay, we're going to come help you with the fort. <laughs> and I was, and I told them, I was like, all right, well, clearly most of you aren't part of the crew. Just don't die. And instantly all the kids jump off the boat and within half a second, I hear one of them go, oh, there's a gunpowder. And there's this whole thing. <laughs> and instantly explodes and all of them die at once. Like this swarm of 12 year olds came in and went all within a few minutes and it was the weirdest thing i've ever experienced in the sea of thieves because it's like how well, does that happen how does all these yes. 12 year olds find each other i was with you and stick on a boat <laughs> and then as soon as they leave they all die they all died together with one explosion i i think a few of them trickled back in but it, yeah, yeah the it original was, crew the i slip. was there and I I mean, I've laughed a lot in this game. There's been a lot of times. That's something I can't stress enough that I've just laughed so hard in this game. But that was one of them because, to your point, we even, you know, I, we run into a lot of young kids and whatever. A lot of them are actually better than me half the time. Yeah. So I was as suspicious of them. But no, they were just dumbfounded they were by 12, our boat. Everything that was, they might not have even been 12. They, they might have been like 8. It, yeah, they were young. They were That's young. all I know. But it, it just made me laugh because you were like, just the one thing you can't do is don't die. And they all ran in as a group and they, oh, it was, it was hilarious half a second, die. because their, their mic just cut out as soon as the bomb exploded. And it was just perfect audio because you could hear them all yelling and it was just like, no, which I will say, like, and that was over. All like the the kids that I've met through the game, um, that I've talked to, they are like so much like nicer and calmer than the adults. No, like some most adults we've met are like fine, but the aggressive ones, like I've never met a, like an aggressive twelve year old yeah. on Sea of Thieves. And some games, like they are, but yeah, Sea of Thieves for some reason, I feel like all like the little kids that play are just very mature. When you get to like the mid-teen age is when you start to get the like really immature people swearing and saying like curse words and derogatory terms. Those are the those are the pirates you get that are like yeah mid-teens. But if you get anything kind of yeah like fourteen or younger, they're generally really bad players. But the nice thing about them is that they listen. And like you were saying, this yeah. Keith, because you play with what your eight-year-old nephew. And like nine, nine, yeah. And you, you say he's like you're like oh he's not very good, but he'll listen. You tell him to raise the sails, he'll raise the sails. You tell him to turn the boat, he'll turn the boat. And that's actually what I've noticed with this game. So I think that's the nice thing about this game is it is a pretty family friendly game. A lot of people can just pick it up, and it's like just listen, and we'll have a good time. Yeah, that is the one of the things I've seen a lot online is people are like, yeah, I play with my you know seven year old you know son daughter whatever it is, and it's just a great family game because again even if you if you don't want to have people cursing your kids out and all that just playing a party yeah you can and they can just play and at worst yeah you have people who are being jerks in the game but no one knows what's going on behind that so they could be saying i love you for all you know (laughs) they're they're probably not but uh they edit that out but that's one of my favorite things with this game too now that i mention it with the computer is that this game is cross-platform play which is how me and Liz have been able to play for the longest time until recently that we bought two Xboxes. But I'd be able to play on my PC and she'd play on the Xbox and we would actually be able to enjoy this game together. Which there is some controversy with the the new content, right? Because they were making it so that you could play with just PC players it, or just Xbox. Yes, but I have yet to hear anyone complain about that. Yeah, that no, that people... blew in and blew out super quick. 
Yeah, because the streamers thought it was going to ruin the game and they were really upset about it and everybody was talking about it. And I don't think it really it really mattered. Yeah, I don't think it did either. It was mostly for the arena, right? That it was... No, it's for anything. You can oh. you can get rid of the cross-platform play as much in any of the game Because modes. they made it... There was an unfair advantage with, um, with combat with other players um, for the PC players. They were... It was easier for them to kill people playing... On the Xbox, and they fixed that, I think. Well, but yeah, people were arguing that PC has an advantage because they can aim better because they have a mouse. And yeah, back in the day, which they fixed, you used to be able to. Well, you could still carry two guns, but you could instantly shoot two bullets within a half a second of each other. So anyone who was a PC and good at aiming could instantly just kind of take someone out. So that's like one thing that a lot of PC players really enjoyed that they could do that, and they had the advantage over the Xbox players. And so that's why I think some of the streamers were kind of upset about that because they couldn't do that as much anymore. Which the developers said that they they made certain weapons for certain things and they didn't intend the weapons to be used the way that the PC players could use them. Which I mean, I mean, if they can do it, why not? You know, yeah. why not have the advantage? But I feel like most people that we fight now use the swords, which I like because that's primarily what I use. Yeah, yeah, they they really altered the sword combat quite a bit. But I think it's they, they altered it for the better. But a lot of these changes ended up happening with their last patch, their last big patch between uh, before the anniversary, and that was the Shrouded Spoils patch, which I really like that patch. It didn't add too much, but the nice thing about that patch is that was the first patch. Well, all the patches I felt like really were kind of testimonies to the developers listening to the community. But when it came to the Shrouded Spoils patch, they literally took everything that they had and just amplified it. They made the skeleton ships just randomly appear on the ocean. They had the Megalodon be able to drop treasure. The Kraken drops treasure. It made it more lucrative to kind of team up with people. They added the fog. There was just a lot of small things that they added to the game, but it drastically changed the game, and it made the game the way I think it should have been when it launched. Because I always wanted skeleton ships, but Rare said it was going to be too hard to implement, so they originally weren't even planning on skeleton ships, but they added that. They weren't planning on adding more islands, but they ended up doing that because the community wanted it. So that's what I really liked about this game, that it took a while, but once the Strat Spoils patch came out, I felt like this is the point where Sea of Thieves was really good. I, I think one of the things that's so cool about this game, and, and I think it helps because of the internet, honestly, is because people could show such a high level of support for this game that just beyond a download number or something like that, the, the actual interactions and the content that they could see, like everyday people can create really good content in this game is one thing I think is really cool about this game. Just as a whole, like from day one till now, and now you just have a lot more at your disposal for that too, even. This game has... Like, a lot of passionate fan base to it. I mean, I feel like we're pretty passionate. We've been, like, as I was saying, we've been playing it since the beta key, so we're obviously pretty passionate. And, yeah, Liz is now a power legend, too, so she's obviously pretty passionate. But, yeah, that's, that's what I like about this game is it's a game that will just keep growing. Like, I, I don't see it dying anytime soon. Especially, like, since it's on Game Pass, I, I feel like just about anyone who has Game Pass has at least tried this game, and it makes sense. I, I'm curious if Game Pass would have done as well as it has if it wasn't for Sea of Thieves. Granted, I know a lot of people aren't, hasn't stuck with Sea of Thieves, but I just know a majority of people who first got Game Pass was for Sea of Thieves. And so I am kind of curious as to Game Pass would be That might successful. just be a, a small subset of what we're seeing, to be honest. Possibly. But I think, I think you're right. I still think Game Pass would have done fine without this, just because I think there's just so many good opportunities. I think Forza, actually, was probably a bigger driver than Sea of Thieves, if I were to guess. But it didn't come out for till a while, though. 
Like, see if you're right, but I I still think even still, I could be wrong. Maybe we can maybe we can look this up and we'll we'll take a bet on it somewhere (laughs) down the line. But I would I would bet Forza brought in more downloads than Sea of Thieves did, at least initially with Game Pass or more subscriptions. I'll take you on that bet. But Ooh, <laughs> one month of Game Pass, my friend. Make it three. I don't know how we could prove it. I don't think if I could give you a dollar. It's out there. We just don't have access to it because we're not important enough yet. And now with the expansions, it comes to the new patch that just came out, which is the anniversary patch. And this patch, so I is so this patch. Rare was kept teasing that this was going to be the biggest patch they ever did, which of course they said with every patch. So it's like okay, whatever. But they were not kidding. This patch is huge because it added the arena, which is quick twenty-five minute gameplay of just fighting other people, digging up treasure, and turning it in. And depending what rank you are, is how much gold you get. It introduced uh, a new trading company, well, two new trading companies, the Sea Dogs, which are the arena, and the Hunter's Call, which is the fishing group, the fishing cooking. And then they also introduced the Tall Tales, which the Tall Tales is the campaign kind of story quest missions that you can do. But I kind of want to talk about the Tall Tales first. So overall, what do you guys think of the Tall Tales? Do you think this was... I know, Liz, you always kind of talked how you wanted a story and more lore to this game. Do you feel like Tall Tales kind of fills that void, or do you think it's a little lackluster? Um, For me, I think it was a little lackluster. Uh, I actually thought that I was going to hate the arena, and I was going to love the, the story mode, or like this kind of version of it. Um, which I th- feel like it's primarily riddles and figuring things out. And for me, I really just wanted more story. It, and I also just wanted... I thought it would be more like the way like Sea of Thieves used to be. I don't know why I thought that, but it was just... That's kind of what I wanted. But yeah, for me, I just like... I didn't really get like super excited at the idea of doing it. I think I'd rather just play the game or like very surprisingly play the arena. Yeah, I'm actually... I'm going to go with Liz on that one, to be honest. So I, I don't fully agree with you on a couple things of it, but I do largely agree with you is that I think it was... It's a cool feature... <sighs> From what I can tell, I'll admit I didn't get through most of it, but it doesn't seem to have a lot of gold on the line. It's just about how much you want to kind of dig into the game. And it is really, it's really nice. I think I loved the riddles. That's where we differ. Um, I like, like them. Like you and I, Andrew. But I wouldn't want to do it by myself. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Andrew's like so good at them. I found myself just letting him do all the work. <laughs> Well, like, it was funny because Andrew and I ran into a situation the other day where he had to do one of the riddles where a room is filling up with water, and I got locked out of the room by mistake because, you know, I don't know, I was, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention, (laughs) as usual, but I got locked out of the room, and I'm sitting there trying to read the book and explain to him the riddle while he's doing it, and it it was more challenging than it needed to be, but it was additional fun, I found. Yeah, I actually really like that. All in all, though, I, I thought they were really, I think they're really good riddles, but I guess what I was really hoping for personally, this is my kind of other medium, I, I would say. I wanted it to be almost play local, played locally. Oh, in, not online? With the best, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you maybe you could play with some of your friends online, but you'd get your own server. And it'd be still the same map. Maybe you'd still have some ghost ships, but they'd be easier to beat because you're always the only one. And it's not about that. It's just throwing you a challenge basically I would have loved and that. i know that's way bigger than what they gave us so i'm not i'm not complaining about what tall tales is but that was like my my real expectation and hope about it when i heard about it so overall i really like the tall tales i think it is a little weak on the story i think it's a good base because it's kind of telling the overall story of the shore of gold which is 
you know, the main place of where like a lot of the treasure was stored and how kind of a lot of the people got cursed and became skeletons because of their greed. So I, I do overall kind of like the story, but I feel like as between each tale, I don't care that much about because I was hoping for more interactions with the NPCs of the world, the non-player characters, and kind of learn more about them. But for the most part, the only time you interact with them is at the beginning where they give you an introduction to the story and at the very end where they say, oh, wow, you found the thing. Good job. And that was it. So I was kind of disappointed in that. Yes, you can find these journals to kind of give you more of the story. But even then, the journals I don't think are too in-depth. But as far as the Tall Tales as a whole, like as each individual, I really like them. I I think they're varied enough where they're making you do a different mechanic to solve different puzzles. Uh, The trickster, you're kind of, the trickster one, you're avoiding traps and then trying to look around with the spyglass. It's kind of like a um, I spy game where it gives you a riddle like, oh, a bird in a rock and you have to look with a certain spyglass to figure out where to dig. Then you have like the legendary storyteller one where you have a cutout of an island and you have to place the cutout perfectly to figure out where you need to dig. So it kind of introduced these cool mechanics and I really liked that. I actually thought it was a lot of fun. My favorite parts were the puzzle tombs, as Keith was saying, where they're filling up with water. The first Tall Tale you do does a very easy one, but as it goes on, it introduced you to other puzzle tombs, which were much more difficult. Because, yeah, we were doing the um, the Thief of the Star, and yeah. you were trying to read the description of the constellations while I was trying to turn the puzzles and figure out which one it is. And I actually, it, I liked the team dynamic. I would have hated that puzzle if I was solo. Because you would have had been flipping through that book like crazy as the, as the place is filling with water. But I had a you at least looking at the puzzles, the, the constellations for me. Well, for what it's worth, I was saying that's where we got lucky. Because I probably would have been fighting you on flipping tiles. So it was probably better that I got locked out. Yeah, and so the tall tales I like because it is kind of a nice change of pace. I do agree with you, Keith. I do wish you were kind of on your own server. Because they said the tall tales are supposed to take about an hour each. But that's not true. You're doing a ton of sailing. And then if you get close to the end of it and some troll just comes and sinks your boat and you lose the key, you're done. You have to start completely over. And I I do not like that. Because the troll gains nothing. You just lose everything. And it's to me, that's not fun. So I, I do agree, Keith. I wish like maybe you could be by yourself and kind of have your own fun with it. But I do think this is a good start. I'm really interested to see more of what they do with the Tall Tales because I really like what they did with the puzzles. Well, and for what it's worth, they, they've had comic books since like the game came yeah. out or like different books and stuff. So they've always had a lot of lore behind the game, which I think is really cool. But, but, but I, I'd like to yeah, play anyways. more of the lore. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'd, I'd like to see it be more important because that's the other thing is, is that's a little bit what kind of is a downer to the tall tales is you're sitting there even if you want to be interested in the story you're still going to worry about your boat because someone might just sail by and decide to sink you for no reason so you're kind of discouraged from even paying attention to the story and just getting them done but with the tall tales the trading company the hunters call i guess goes best in hand with the tall tales since you are doing a lot of sailing you can fish off your boat now and now you can get fish, cook them, and sell them. So they now introduced this new faction where you can now turn in the fish and get more rewards to become a pirate legend if you're not a pirate legend already. But overall, what do you guys think of the Hunter's Call? Well, you explained fishing to me, and I heard something different, and I was fishing wrong, and I was like, Andrew, like I've been, I've been fishing for like what feels like eons, and the fish is still not near me. And that's when I realized that I was doing it wrong. Yeah, you but weren't even reeling. Well, because, no, I, I knew you had to go, like, back and forth 
with the fish, but like I didn't know that you were supposed to reel it like in between. I thought just that when it stopped at the end, you reeled it up. And so I wasted a lot of time with that, and that was a little that was a little annoying. But once I learned how to properly fish, I think it's a lot of fun. I haven't really done anything with like the the different bait or anything, just like basic fishing, but I like it. So for me, I think the hunter's call is the weakest thing of the expansion. They like as Liz is saying, that's the first big thing is they do not explain fishing at all. And it is a little confusing. Like you can maybe kind of figure it out. But it is pretty frustrating. And even trying to figure out what fish to get, some of them, they kind of give you a vague description. You can kind of figure out how to catch the other fish. But even then, when you're following the procedures, you're still not guaranteed that fish. You're still just more than likely to catch the generic fish. And then the worst thing is, all the fish are worth like 100 gold tops, even when it's cooked well. And so it takes forever to hunt the hunter's call up. Like, I've already handed in a good amount of fish. I've already gotten quite a bit of accommodations, and I'm only a level nine and it's like this is gonna take forever to get to 50. the one thing i i will say i guess is that coming from a background just you play a bunch of other enough games i guess is i got the mechanics of what they were trying to do right away with the fishing but to your point i also struggled with it initially when we were playing i had a lot of frustrations and you were trying to help me with it but even after i picked it up fairly quickly i still struggle with it mostly just because i find i don't have enough time to reel in the fish like it just takes a long time it does um, I feel like with fishing, I don't think it's as amazing for for us too because we would do stuff on the boat while we were sailing. Like we would shoot ourselves off. I think it's more for people who get like super bored during sailing. Like I feel like we would always keep busy. We'd look for um, sunken ships and and that kind of stuff. So for me, it's like it just it's something to do. But I feel like for me, like I could utilize my time better by like shooting myself off and doing stuff yeah we were we've always been really good about that that's one thing i agree with you on that or at the very least just shooting andrew in the back of the head as he steers the <laughs> boat with an empty clip that's always really fun too to pass the time but i mean i i do i will say like it does kind of make like a nice distraction though between the islands because some of the voyages you could get you're sailing very far away you're sailing across the map so it's kind of nice to have this distraction especially if you're sailing in the wind and your boat's going extra slow but at least the nice thing with the fish here's a bit of a pro tip for some of you people if you don't know but since they came out with the fish the sunken ships are now more valuable because if you search the barrels of sunken ships you'll actually find some of the rarer fish on the sunken ships if you're having a hard time catching a specific fish just check some of the sunken ships and you're more than likely to find them in the barrel but now my favorite thing about the expansion is the arena which i absolutely love the arena i've been waiting for this they announced the arena way before they announced the anniversary patch i think they just had a lot of issues kind of balancing it but i absolutely love the state that the arena's in because i thought it was going to be like in the middle of your adventure like an arena would pop up or something like that i didn't realize it was going to be like the separate game mode but i love that they did that i love that it just instantly spawned you on a boat bunch of supplies everyone has the same map it's just hectic, quick fun. I, I think the arena is just a blast. It's something you can pop in for 24 minutes and then be done for the day. Well, I mean, well, not literally 24 minutes, but the games are actually only 25 minutes. So aside from obviously joining time and all that, which it is a little slow in its current state, which I'm sure they'll get better at, but in its current state, it takes a little bit to get into a game. But once you do, it's 25 solid minutes and it's a lot of fun. I dare say battle royale meets sea of thieves close i, I will say i'm it, glad it, like it's definitely not a battle royale i understand it's it's definitely not but you have a very confined area it encourages battle over i don't know nothing i guess if that makes sense 
Um, I really liked it because I always hated being attacked when you're aiming for something. Like if you're trying to become Pirate Legend or if you spent a lot of time doing the Athenas and you just didn't want everyone to steal all your stuff because you wanted to level up. But this, I mean, there's it doesn't really matter if you get sunk. So it is just chaotic fun. And then it's what I said earlier where I don't think I would like to play with randos because we did that and you have an idiot that just keeps dropping the anchor yeah. for no reason or just like shooting the harpoon and not doing anything and you end up repairing the boat and trying to shoot the cannons doing everything yourself if you're playing with friends it's a lot of fun i actually i thought i was gonna hate it because i always hated being attacked while doing stuff but this i actually really enjoyed yeah because it's nice because even if you lose you still get rewarded you still get gold no matter what place you're in and yeah even if you have a bunch of the chest on your ship and you still get sunk it's just like oh man i'm not gonna get first or whatever but i don't feel like i just wasted two hours of my life i just lost that entire voyage worth of loot so yeah it's there i love the fast-paced action of the game mode i think it's a lot of fun i i know and i totally agree and i i I think I might have actually watched more of it than I played. I was just fine. I found a couple of people on Mixer that I was watching that were pretty fun to watch. And the game has a lot of strategy, actually. It does. And and if you're smart about it, and if you're you're strategic about it, you can actually you could pretty much walk through people. To be honest, but it also can just be a game where everyone just converges on the same island and it just becomes a, a madhouse of cannonballs. Yeah. And that's oddly just as fun. It is. So I don't I don't hate it, but. It's also just as fun to watch people play this game as it is to actually play it, I think, to be honest. So overall, though, if you have not played the new patch or played Sea of Thieves, this is definitely the time now to get into Sea of Thieves. I think it's very accessible, and I think it is a lot of fun. But going into our final thoughts, Liz, since this was your choice, do you want to tell us overall what do you think the state of Sea of Thieves is, and what are you looking forward to in the future? I would probably rate it in 95, but I don't know if that's also because I'm like so nostalgic about the game. I like this the new stuff that they brought out. I agree with Keith about the tall tales. I think that they're constantly trying to improve the game um, so that the fans are happy. And I think that the things that you fight, the Kraken, the Megalodon, there's a lot of different types of skeletons. You're never bored. And it's just a lot of fun. You can meet a lot of great people and... I do hope that they have like a, a story mode like Keith was talking about earlier. That's the thing that I would most like in the game. But besides that, I, I like all the stuff they've done. I don't think they're really missing too much. Overall, I love Sea of Thieves. I agree with a lot of the points that you say, Liz. I don't know if I'd give this game a 95. I, I'd probably do like 85. I think this game is really good. I will agree though. I think this game is terrible if you have nobody to play with. If you can't even find random people that you can become friends with and play, this is not a game you play solo. Then I think it'd be like a 70-75 for me. Like I, That's how much I don't like it. Yeah. If you're playing solo, you're not going to have a fun time with this game. It's like you, There's a little bit of fun to be had, but you're more than likely to get frustrated than you are like having fun with it. Because it is about the times you spend with your friends and just the goofy stuff that you do. It is a lot of fun to kind of go and just get treasure and return it to the island. I understand some people don't like that all you're unlocking is cosmetics. For me, that's what I do like because it makes it an even playing field and it kind of reduces the stress in some things because like we're playing the division right now, Keith, and we're like, oh, we got to get ready for the raid. I got to get this gear and I got to do that and I got to do this to be ready for this certain day. This game doesn't do that. It's just you look cool and you can kind of show off your badges basically to the other pirates. But I think the game is in a fantastic state right now and... I really like where what they've come out with. 
For me, I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do with more with the Tall Tales. I think this is a good start of it, but I would abs- I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the puzzles and for the other stories they're going to do. So overall, this game is a must-play. I'd give it about an 85. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm about in the same range. I actually was going to say like 88. Just felt like a real good number for me. I truly love this game. I really do. You you joke with me a lot about uh, you know I'm burnt out on the game and. I'll be honest, if you've put a lot of hours into this game, it can sometimes be hard to go back to because of the fact that it takes so long to pick up. However, with this current patch, with Arena where, yeah, it takes a little bit longer than 25 minutes, but you can guarantee at least under an hour. If you have under an hour to play, or at least an hour to play this game, you can sit down and play Sea of Thieves right now, which is something you didn't really have before. So in its current state, I just think it's so improved and honestly, no matter how much I sometimes don't always want to play Sea Thieves, just about every time I play it, I have fun. Yeah. I can't lie. I end up just finding something that was just fun to have. We're really long on this episode right now, so thank you for everyone who may or may not have stuck with us so far. <laughs> but but honestly, there's so many stories and so many fun things that we just didn't mention about this that it's great to play. So I just I love this game, I will say. So... For Metacritic score right now, this game actually has a 69. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I think... Nice, but score, why? But user score is a 4.9. The reason I think the score for this game is so low is because this isn't about the anniversary patch. I think this is when the game first came out. Because people generally don't stick with the Metacritic. They generally get... The game gets a score when it first comes out. And I would say this game was probably about a 7.5 to a 70 when the game first came out. It was pretty bare bones. But at the state it is in now, that score is way off. Yeah, and I think people also kind of get butthurt when certain things, and it becomes like a trend to complain about it with Sea of Thieves, and I feel like more so than other games. I feel like like people just like, like someone who is super popular on, on Mixer will make a complaint about Sea of Thieves, and then it'll just snowball, and people will not stop complaining about it. And even after it's addressed, they'll, they'll find something else. So for me, I think that with the user score it's just not fair with this game because it's just i don't know maybe too popular because this game is also a great testimony to how well the developers listen to the community see i think it's funny it's because i think it goes both ways is that it's a great testimony to how they actually listen to their fans but it's also just a perfect example of how if something takes a month now instead of two weeks to fix people get so angry so quickly and they'll take to just trashing something like you said liz and it, and it kind of sucks for video games honestly this is the one place i really i think it's hurt me more than anything else what the internet can do because yeah. it just yeah i don't know they've you force developers into having to do so much more than they need to we used to get a game and that was it yep every three years they release the game so don't forget that people what you have is what you got bugs and all this is the one time i'll say go back to our old roots (laughs) but uh this game is a full retail at 60 dollars. would you guys recommend this game to a friend who doesn't have game pass i'm gonna go i'm just gonna jump right in i'm gonna make this quick yes because it really is good but absolutely not just get game pass people (laughs) just get game pass there's so many other games, and this is just one reason to make it worth it. And that's all I have to yeah. say. I th- I've said enough otherwise. The obvious answer is, heck yes. If you don't have Game Pass, buy it. Otherwise, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, this is a definite yes for me, too. I don't think I've put more hours into a game other than World of Warcraft. 
So if you're looking for like yeah. uh, dollars per hour, I'm at like a half a penny an hour right now with this game. <laughs> I put a lot of hours in this game. I love Sea of Thieves. I think this is a fun game. So don't don't ask me about Overwatch then. <laughs> you put a lot in Overwatch. But yeah, so this is a bit of a longer episode of, of ours, but uh, we appreciate those who uh, stuck around and listened to it. I, we hope you enjoyed it. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed. If you enjoyed, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe where you listen to this podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GPGBpod or at Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. Uh, tell us if we got something wrong or something we can improve upon. Or better yet, if you actually have a game that you want us to cover and you want to listen to us talk about Disneyland Adventures or My Little Pony's Barbie Adventure. I don't know, is that on Game Pass? If not, I'm sure it's going to be. No. I hope it is. I hope it is. But yeah, <laughs> if there's a game you want us to do uh, to discuss on, yeah, tell us on uh, our Facebook page or on our Twitter and yeah, we'll we'll take you up on that. But uh, for now, we're going to be doing our picks, which next week is my pick and I'm picking Wargroove. And I'm really excited. This game just recently came to Game Pass, and I've been a big fan of the Advance Wars series back on Game Boy Advance. And this game looks like it takes a lot of its root from that, and I can't wait to play this game. It looks a lot of fun. But I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox at Firebird01844. I'm also on Mixer, uh, same username streaming. Uh, You can follow me at Twitter at amilton01952. Uh, I don't use my Twitter as much, but I need to get back into it. Uh, I've been your first mate and person who's just there, <laughs> Keith. You know, you're always me. just there for us. I'm, I'm just there. I just do that thing. But I'm on Xbox, a little fluffy. I'm on Mixer, same name. Twitter, Keith Lynch one two one. Yeah, that's it. Liz, go. And I'm Liz the Noob. Gamer tag, come on, I'm Dean. I'm not on Mixer, but I'm on Twitter, at Liz the Noob. Noob is E-W. But yeah, tweet us. Let us know what you think of Sea of Thieves. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for the handful of people out there listening. Uh, we really great, greatly appreciate that you guys take the time to uh, listen to us ramble at each other. And we want to thank you, those internationally. Uh, Germany just took uh, second place for most listens, so thank you for those in Germany. But uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you guys again next week. Bye. Hasta luego.